Welcome to Half a Lettuce, The Life and Times of an Entrepreneur, by Dr. Paul Sewell, OBE. Although this audiobook is free, the writer asks that where possible, you make a donation to Hull Animal Welfare Trust. Search for them on Just Giving. Thanks, and enjoy the book. Half a Lettuce, The Life and Times of an Entrepreneur, written by Paul Sewell. Read by Paul Sewell. To those branded a failure, you are not. It will have been about timing, luck, or that you just haven't as yet discovered what you excel at. To those in the midst of a crippling setback, you will prevail if you keep on doing the right thing. To those who are honoured, this is an illusion, so don't take yourself too seriously. Finally, and most importantly, to my wife Sue, whose values have made me a better person. The audio version is dedicated to Fraser Kennedy. Prologue. Castel Monastero, Tuscany, Italy, 1st of July, 2019. I'm sitting on a lounger under a large green canvas shade, essential in the burning summer sun and 40 degree temperature that makes it too hot to do much else. We had breakfast in the beautiful old courtyard of the monastery turned spa and now it's time to relax. Except that my new state of the art Bluetooth earphones are not working and I cannot listen to my downloaded audiobooks as planned. I'm hence turning a bit grumpy with nothing more to do for a week, my eyesight not enabling me to read other than for short periods and being bored on a sunbed, failing to appeal. You can only listen to so much George Ezra, and the news is a no-go area for me, with Britain breaking itself apart over Brexit. I flick around on my iPad like a kid who's been given it to keep them quiet, and come across the Notes app, with its bright white electronic pages spreading into the infinity of cyberspace, aching for a few words to make it worthwhile and prevent Apple zapping it in the next upgrade. I take pity and think about how I could make use of it. Often on holiday I find something related to work to engage me and have had dozens of back pages to illustrate that. But I feel that's not going to happen here. I stare blankly in a trance for a few minutes. Then recall the few kind, generous folk who have said, after listening to me speak, you should write a book. I remember what my friend, the renowned playwright John Godber says when advising aspiring authors. Just write some it. So my fingers are poised over the very white keyboard on the flat glass screen. I don't know if you're supposed to begin with the title or let it emerge as you write the content, but I favour the former because I have, as yet, no idea about the latter. I think I got away with it, is one title I contemplate in jest, as somebody with mild imposter syndrome, wondering how and why I've been successful in any way. I dismiss it, as I have come up with one I like much better. Half a Lettuce is a story I tell about life in York Market, with my dad on his fruit stall, as he spots talent and nous in a young helper. My heritage makes this feel right, so it'll do. I like to make decisions quickly and on gut instinct. I type half a lettuce with one finger and the three words take their place at the top of the page. The 100,000 words or so that follow are all my own, 
not one of them written by anybody else. So please be kind and understanding with regard to the prose of a secondary modern educated fruiterer's lad, failed footballer, bad builder and average businessman. This is necessarily a cross between a memoir and a business book, for business has been my life. It has some preachy life experience lessons, for that's the way I learn and arrogantly expect others to be the same. It's purely from personal recollection, with no diaries or research notes to aid it, so if flaws appear to you, then please once again, bear with me. I live in and through stories, and think and learn in quotes and straplines. I do feel sorry for people around me who hear the same ones over and over again. Well, not that sorry, because it at least enables them to check their accuracy. These are the stories I recollected in the last six months of 2019, and there will be a host of worthy and better ones I have missed. This also applies to people. I'm sure there are a legion of important, influential figures in my life who are not here. This is a book primarily for me, and writing it has been most cathartic. It is next for my family, and my work family at Sewell Group. It is right for their heritage to be remembered and recorded. If anybody else is in the slightest bit interested, well, that's lovely. I've spent my life creating and growing businesses and trying to help business people and entrepreneurs, as well as local footballers. So if there is anything in this book that captures that, well, I'm happy. If anyone can learn from our legion of mistakes and failures, I'm even happier. We should all do stuff that makes us happy. In my book, this is not only fundamental to success, but it defines it. The people team at Sewell Group tell me my psychometric print profile is an 8.4, which means that my unconscious motivators are to be strong and self-reliant, but also to be special and find a meaning in life. It says that at my best, I am decisive, productive, creative, honourable and compassionate. At my worst, I can be blunt, argumentative, confrontational and outspoken. On this basis, I think I'd best not argue too much with it, but take it for what it is. Because at Sewell, we believe that personal development has to be based on self-awareness, for then you are dealing with a reality beyond self-perception. I love reading memoirs, and I would always ingest one of them rather than a novel. I like real-life actuality above somebody else's imagination. I have one of those for myself. Good biographies should tell you how and why people are as they are, not just how they've turned out. They are always a learning experience for me. I was sorely tempted to write a chapter exclusively about my involvement with the Yorkshire International Business Convention for over 10 years. The presidents, world leaders, politicians, sports people, entertainers, business gurus, and of course business people I met and hosted over that time would spawn a plethora of splendid stories and memories that have enriched my life. The gut feeling instinct here, however, goes the other way, and I've decided not to, for it would need more than a chapter and that would imbalance the book. Maybe I'll do another one someday to tell those stories of thinking I'd killed Archbishop Desmond Tutu in a Hull Sports Hall, of losing three-time heavyweight boxing champion of the world, George Foreman, in a helicopter 
then squaring up to him on stage. Of Dave Stewart of Eurythmics fame giving us a private impromptu after dinner concert and then falling out with Bob Geldof by mistaking him for a traveller who had just camped on a Walton Street car park. They all remind me of what a lucky boy I am, but for now this will do. Enjoy. <laughs> 